Hey guys, it's Lacey and Christina, and you're listening to the, the Dangerous, Dangerous Women Podcast. Podcast, Pandemic Podcast Edition. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> what, so. a, what a crazy time to be alive, alive, guys. Oh my god, like this past week has been uh, the most ridiculousness that I uh, never thought I would experience in my entire life. <laughs> Job loss, we're teachers. <laughs> <laughs> We picked up a whole new career along the way that we didn't even want. Master drinking on a whole other level. Oh, boy. But, yeah, so, like, let's get to the bottom of every mom's, like, headache right now. Homeschooling. We became teachers overnight. Like, in case you've been living under a rock, we are under an international pandemic, and America has canceled everything, which is a good thing. To help the spread of this virus, but holy fucking balls! I did not plan to be a teacher ever. No. It, homework, homework in general is a fucking struggle, nightmare in itself. Because kids play, kids are so smart, but they play stupid with you, and you know they're playing stupid with you. So oh, it yeah. pisses you off so much. And now we have to do this for the rest of the year. Yeah, like, uh, so we live in Virginia, so not only has school been canceled for a few weeks, uh, Governor Ralph Northam made the decision yesterday to cancel school for the rest of the academic year. <sighs> like, I don't know about you guys, but I was already, you know, dealing with some emotions about having to homeschool for two to four weeks. And then I straight got the rug pulled under me and said, no, you're going to do it for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and on top of that, we are, so we have to teach our children now and hope they get a quality education because the fact of the matter is you could be the best mom in the world, but you didn't go to school to be a teacher. No. Um, so there's that, um, which sucks. Uh, we're all stuck in a house together, which if you love everyone in your home, of course, it's a wonderful thing, quality bonding time. But after a while, that shit gets old. Can't go outside, <laughs> can't go to parks anymore. Not only that, we have a two-year-old in the house. It's getting interesting, especially uh, since it rains every other day in Virginia right now. Yeah, Lacey's gone ten years without a toddler in her house. And trust <laughs> me, my kid is the epic, the most epic asshole on the planet. And she has mean-mugged my brother-in-law so many times in his own home and I'm like dude we're gonna kick we're gonna get kicked out (laughs) (laughs) Dougie's having none of it it's all good but uh yeah so um we decided to restart the podcast since we're quarantined together and I can't tell you how many episodes or what the pattern of us putting them out are gonna be but you're uh you're gonna get some pandemic podcasts (laughs) oh yeah um we, you know, you know what's so crazy about uh, about Americans? When this first was announced, we all laughed it off because we've pretty much everyone alive right now has lived through H1N1, bird flu, swine flu, which is H1N1. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, oh, new virus from China, new blah, blah, blah. And we laughed it off because it was never a big deal. And now we're in an age where we make memes out of it. But then there came a certain point where we went, Oh, Uh-oh. shit. Our uh, healthcare system is not going to be able to support this <coughs> influx. Um, if people start getting bilateral pneumonia, as they have been in other countries, there's not going to be enough 
medical supplies, staff, ventilators. Uh, it's it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but I think the biggest thing is the assholes who refuse to social distance right now. Like, I have been in quarantine for uh, almost 14 days now. <laughs> and it's been rough, but it's been doable. I am starting to really miss my coworkers and really miss going to work and getting that extra adult interaction. But, I mean, when you think about the good of other people, you just do it. And it's disheartening to see so many Americans not thinking about other people from hoarding toilet paper and medical supplies to not staying in their house and thinking that they're invincible and not thinking that they can contract this and spread it to other people. Oh, yeah. the uh, It's uh, <sighs> watching clips from the spring break in Florida. This girl is being interviewed, and she's obviously wasted. She goes, you know, I know the virus is, is, is getting kind of serious, but I really need my spring break. It's super important to me. And I'm like, you know, that's there's this weird God complex that people have, especially even now when things are getting super serious. Like, I don't know how you don't look around you and not go, hmm, something odd is going on that's never happened before in my lifetime. Yeah. But there's this weird God complex where people are just like, oh, I'm untouchable. I'll go anywhere. I won't stay in my house. I'm just going to continue to live my life. And that's such a, to me, it's such a selfish, selfish move. Absolutely. And I think, um, you know, everyone wants to blame stuff on millennials. We're millennials. We're in our 30s. We have children, mortgages, uh, careers. I think they look and they're so used to blaming millennials for everything that they're like, oh, these millennials need to get off the beaches. Guys, millennials are not on the beach partying during spring break. No. <laughs> We're not. We are done with spring break. Um, Probably the youngest millennials are working on their master's or doctorate degree right now. Yeah. Um, so it's not the millennials' fault, guys. It's these Gen Zers. <laughs> yeah. Um, they've had, but if you think about it, I mean, I don't know whose fault it is, but they've had a pretty cushy, um, guilt-free, consequence-free life so far. I honestly like think it's that they've lived most of their life on technology. And haven't had to really consider the human experience no. a lot in life. And so they pretty much came up uh, after the rise of social media. Mm -hmm. And I think that they've almost got this, like, complex where they don't understand being a human, in a sense. Like, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Absolutely not. Um, there's no... I can't say that for all of them because people can shit on every generation... And that's not the whole, but I feel like for the most part, um, there's never really, no one's ever really been like, you know, you messed up and now you're going to have to just ride uh, out the uh, consequences of your decisions. No one's ever said that to them. I also think, like, we've talked about this before in other podcasts, but that's the generation that's been so focused on your feelings are important. Yeah. You are important. You, no. you, 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 you. And it doesn't really expand to the broader spectrum. And, like, now we're having this situation where we are living in something that is going to be probably the most monumental event in our entire lives. And that's crazy to think because we lived through 9-11, <sighs> you know. 
And this is going to be the penultimate moment in our lives right now. Oh, 100%. And, and we all look at, I mean, no matter how young you were, you look back on it now and 9-11 was absolutely terrible. I mean, even with all the bad shit going on, like, you have seen communities pulling together, people doing acts of kindness, even though they're assholes hoarding toilet paper and hand sanitizer and sani swabs needed for diabetics and people who have to give themselves injections. But through it all, like, you're seeing the unity, like, people coming together, even though there's a group, you know, a large group of people that are doing their own thing. But... Yeah, this is insanity. And then, so I know that we've been veering from this podcast on being political, but this whole Congress and, you know, I definitely can blame the Democratic side right now for all the stuff that they're trying to slip into this coronavirus relief bill. But at the same time, like, we've just seen, like, petulance from both sides of the aisle and throughout the past, you know, three years. And... I am so fed up with them not doing their job to benefit the American people. And it's, you know, we can blame the Democrats right now, but the Republicans would do it in a heartbeat if it benefited them. 100%. And that's a huge problem, in my opinion. Like, I am so over the two-party system in this country. I mean, we've sat, this is what I told Lacey today, we were sitting here just discussing life in general right now, and I'm like... How sad is it? Excuse us. We are recording outside tonight, and there's a plane flying over my house right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I told her, I'm like, how sad is it that um, for the past few years now, we've sat around as Americans with actual needs and voices, and they have done nothing but concern themselves with Trump, Trump's impeachment. And yeah. meanwhile... At the tail end of the impeachment, they were very hard-pressed to ignore the whole virus just to not sway the American people enough from their point of view. And now that we have a crisis with the virus, they could give a less shit about us. And we're literally sitting there in their hands like putty, just waiting for a decision. Yeah, like, it's a weird turn of events, and it shows you how shitty, even when we need them most, it just shows you how shitty they are, and they don't care. No, not at all. I find myself at, like, a weird paradox, because I've been, like, Christina's been here with me, and I've been bitching for the past few days about what a mental funk I've been in, because my, it's like over the course of the past two weeks, everything about my life is different, and while I am usually pretty adept to change it's been uh, it's been a new feeling having to adjust my children to such rapid and you know sharp change in their life, and I really worry about them right now, and uh, so I think it weighs a lot heavier on me. But I mean, I still have a job, which is lucky. Christina lost hers. Um, Christina's fiance is having to shut his businesses down. Um, he's a small business owner, and. Uh, I almost feel guilty complaining about how much of a mental funk I'm in from this, but it's uh, definitely, we're all in this together, but at varying levels, (laughs) but I think it's like healthy to admit that it's bothering you and bringing you down. Exactly. Uh, I feel like, especially now, moms need to understand we, in this household, we have high school students, um, 
elementary school students and a toddler. All of these children are in school. All of them have structure. And in a matter of a weekend, they are not doing said things. There's absolutely no structure. And we're all being forced to stay in the same house and expect these kids to just not agitate us or annoy us and still have to live life and make it normal. And that's really fucking hard. Yeah, absolutely. Really hard. But, uh, well, since we're uh, going to have a lot of time to record podcasts, I say we wrap <laughs> say we wrap this one up. But uh, me and Christina just wanted to let you know what our uh, pandemic plan is for not catching uh, COVID-19. And it is to absolutely make your body uninhabitable. Yeah. Fill it with as much alcohol as possible. Absolutely. <laughs> 100%. It is airport rules, 100%. If you wake up <laughs> at 7 o'clock in the morning and feel like you should have a drink, just have a drink. It's totally fine right now. Yeah. <laughs> really is. <laughs> make, make COVID go into your body and go, the fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> There's no water in this. <laughs> it's just alcohol formaldehyde and emptiness this thing is a pickle <laughs> but uh all right guys well uh we're gonna wrap this thing up and uh we will be back probably sooner than later for the next day or so it's really yeah warm. sorry this is a uh, more depressing than our normal podcast but um <laughs> times have changed <laughs> all right guys we're signing off Bye. Bye.